0: The days are getting shorter. The temperatures are getting colder. And soon enough, maybe some snow will try to fall out of this window here. It is time for our winter weather preview here at the Press of Atlantic City. And we have two really, truly, Smart and special guest here. We have Judah Cohen. You're going to hear him in the first half of this segment. He is a seasonal forecasting legend. He comes to us from AER, which is in Massachusetts. And then in the second half, you're going to hear from Jim Sullivan, who's the chief meteorologist for WeatherWorks. Who, him and their team, they spend hundreds of hours preparing a winter weather forecast. So we're going to get thoughts from both of them here. Last winter had more snow than the previous winter, which was a record low. But if you're a snow lover, You probably still weren't all that thrilled in South Jersey with the snow here. We'll see if things are different as we go into the winter season. I will say this as a little bit of a tease. If you are looking for snow, it does look like the early part of winter will be your best chance for that. So we'll dive into the full thing here. Without further ado, here's the Something in the Air podcast with Judah Cohen and Jim Sullivan. Like I said, I always look forward to October as we talk about the winter ahead. And the first of our two guests here is someone, uh, if you're on Twitter, you know him very well if you're in the weather world, Uh, Judah Cohen, the Director of Seasonal Forecasting for Atmospheric and Environmental Research in Lexington, Massachusetts. Over 18,000 Twitter followers and counting to this date. Judah, thanks for being with us today.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Always happy to talk about the winter.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though I'm in short sleeves right now, <laughs> uh, it is currently October 1st when we're recording this. It is just around 70 degrees here in New Jersey. So I'm trying to hold off to the short sleeves. But, um, uh, Judah, we've done plenty of things before. So, everybody listening and watching, we have done some articles um, on our website, pressofac.com. Um, but this is the first time actually seeing you in the flesh, in the Zoom flesh, I should say. And <laughs> Let me just start out with um, just introduce us, uh, introduce us about yourself. Tell us, you know, where are from originally, what your work's focusing on, and uh, your journey to becoming who you are today.
1: Right, so most people know that I love snow, and when they ask or- me, oh, where are you from, they expect me to say I'm from Buffalo, or maybe the UP of Michigan, I tell them I'm from Brooklyn, New York, is <laughs> I think most people are disappointed. It's not thought of as the snow capital of the world, but... Maybe I just got enough of a tease in Brooklyn to, you know, so I, I, and it, you know, when you live in an urban landscape, when you see snow, it's so transformative uh, of where, of of the, of the, of the area and and, and the city, not for long in New York city, but at least for a day or two, it's magical. I guess I got really hooked. You know, I mean, I do research, I, I guess, you know, I love snow, so I was really curious about winter weather. Want to know more about it, uh, how to maybe predict longer term for these, those good winter patterns, those sweet spots um, where you get the cold and the snow, and then, <clears throat> you know trans, translate that also into making uh, a long range winter fo- you know I do all seasons. Uh, I think we do a good job in the summer too, but I'm definitely best known for, for the winter forecast.
0: Yeah, and you know, just like you said, uh, you love snow, and there's a load of people who love snow. Like, what do you think it is about winter? Is snow really just that sexy, where people just like can't stop looking forward? Because you don't really get that from about April to <laughs> November, but then once Thanksgiving hits, everyone's eyes are always thinking, "What's happening next? What's happening next?"
1: Well, yeah, I think people are passionate about snow. I certainly seems to be plenty of haters out on Twitter about the snow and, and complain. So, except for Christmas, it seems like the only week. And everybody's on the same page, but, uh, and everybody wants some snow holiday, you know, a decoration of snow, but, uh, yeah, it seems people are definitely passionate, love it or hate it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I should be, I would be remiss without saying that you and I both know, uh, my meteorological father, as I call him, <laughs> Dave Robinson, New Jersey state climatologist. He's on with us once a month. How do you guys know each other? Where'd you guys meet?
1: Well, we overlapped at uh, Columbia. Uh, I was a, He was a grad student, um, and I was an undergrad when we first met, and we both shared this uh, passion for snow. If I, if I remember correctly, I think he yeah. was working at the time with George Kukla. I hope I got that name correct. Uh, <laughs> someone who had done a lot of work with snow, and um, yeah, it's great. I mean, Dave has, you know, has kept it up, and um, has a great website on on snow cover that i use all the time and yeah, that's the uh, Rutgers
0: global snow lab that he manages so he is uh man you guys are pretty close for who's the snow king either you or him (laughs) i'm not really sure but let's dive into it let's talk about about your research here um you have gained plenty of traction in recent years for your unique way of forecasting for the winter ahead so just tell everybody what that is and if we could kind of push the envelope a little bit, what are we looking at uh, as we go into October?
1: October is the month where you see the greatest advance in snow cover across the whole Northern hemisphere. You might not think of it as October, but that is the, that's the month where the snow cover really makes this big advance. And I focus on the region of Siberia. So people think, well, why does Siberia affect our weather? It's not, uh, it's not intuitive and it's gotten, certainly got a lot of resistance and skepticism to the ideas, but you know, very quickly, if uh, there's more snow in Siberia in the month of October, we tend to get colder winters in the eastern U.S. If there's less snow, we tend to get milder winters. Sure. Uh, and looking uh, at it, you know, it's only October 1st, <laughs> and the models are notoriously poor at predicting snow, snowfall in Siberia. So they, People might think, oh, they can't predict snow <laughs> in New Jersey or elsewhere here in the eastern U.S., but I think they're even worse in Siberia. So I, I don't want to make too, you know, so I mean, the forecasts are showing are, are bullish on uh, snow cover, snowfall in Siberia, it looks like for October. I'm um, certainly the conditions seem conducive to a rapid advance of snow cover. So, I mean, this is really early on, but uh, yeah, that would be at least an earliest suggestion indication of maybe a, so at least a an ex- period of, of severe winter weather.
0: All right. Here so in yeah. Now, I'm already getting excited, Judith, because down here in southeastern New Jersey, we have not been good the past couple of years. Two winters ago, we had zero snow, actual zero in Atlantic wow. City. That, that was rough. That was a rough winter. Last year, we did okay. We ended up generally between four to eight inches, uh, so better than last <clears> year. <throat> but, you know, for you and me, it's, it's just not enough. Well, the here. snow was a lot
1: closer last year. I mean, there were parts of New Jersey that got quite a bit of snow. Yeah, that is true.
0: If we were a northern New Jersey podcast, <laughs> we would have no complaints here. But that day, and, and you bring that up, that was January uh, 31st uh, to February 3rd. It was four days long. Um, we did get some snow in southeastern New Jersey. Um, you know, Atlantic City International Airport picked up around two inches. Um, but that was it. Uh, you know, we, that, that storm for us, Jude, it was really a coastal flooding storm. We had consecutive high tides that were in moderate... Uh, flood stage. And I was walking out in those waters in Atlantic city. Yeah. I mean the water, I, I, I couldn't even walk too far. Cause I had these boots on that go up to your knees. It was going above that in some spots. So wow. that's what I remember from that. But yes, Northern half of the state was a, was a, uh, that was a crazy event for them.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing that also I look at October, um, looking at sea ice anomalies where the sea ice is high, where sea ice is low tends to be more, Low and lower these days. But um, the region that is uh, really, I think, important for the our winter weather is near Scandinavia. It's called, they break up the, uh, the Arctic Ocean into different seas. It's called the Barents Kara Seas. So it's near Scandinavia over towards the Urals, if people are familiar with that. But the, kind of that uh, North Atlantic side of the Arctic. And sea ice looks to be low there. I think that's where the big negative anomalies, so where there's a lack of sea ice, are going to form, you know, heading into the late fall and early winter. Again, I think that is a, you know, an early sign of, you know, possibly more severe winter weather. Right. So I mean, early on, it looks great. I, you know, I don't know if it's well, great, if you like winter, <laughs> not so great if, you, if you're not, if you want your, you know, not your winter's mild, not wild
0: um i'll not why i like that, that <laughs> this is why we have you on jude i know you always have the sayings for it so go on yeah. keep going all right go yeah on. so
1: <clears throat> yeah so but it's really early and it could be too too much too soon uh it, i mean you know the weather i, I do believe is, is there's foreshadowing and then there's the head fake <laughs> right. and knowing the difference between two uh, you know the devils and the details and it obviously can make a big difference so it's really early. I get spooked when things look really good, really early, but uh, they look as bad as good as I think they can look. As far as, and again, uh, you know, my ideas you know, again, I don't know if you want me to jump into this. I have to bring in the notorious polar vortex right before we go for before it before I get the hook here. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Drop the polar vortex. Um, of
0: course, let's say it's a winter weather podcast. I mean, you might as well. It's the elephant in the room for a lot of people.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean I, I mean, I really do believe that um, with climate change, it's very difficult to get an uh, extended period of severe winter weather without kind of some disruption of the polar vortex. And, you know, I'm happy to get, go into some simple explanations of the polar vortex. So, if you, you know, if you're, we're trying to anticipate, or at least me, <laughs> trying to anticipate, you know, maybe a more severe winter, at least an extended period of severe winter weather, trying to, get, you know, get these early clues what's going to happen with the polar vortex, if it's disrupted uh, uh, an increase in probability or likelihood of getting you know, more cold more snow if that you know if that polar vortex stays strong um then it's very hard to get cold weather or or really a big snowstorm it tends to just be mild and you know and rain and rainstorms here in the certainly in the mid atlantic into the northeastern u s so um but you know, I say more snow, less ice. I I try to argue is conducive to disrupting or weakening that polar vortex that then is followed by an increase in severe winter weather.
0: Right. You know, something that's interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I heard it. um, La Nina and El Nino. Um, How do you parlay that into your winter forecast, if at all?
1: It's in there. You know, it's in the forecast. I mean, I don't emphasize it as much as other people, even though, uh, uh, you know, his uh, you know Dave Robertson, You know, we we know him more. We associate him more with snow. I mean, but he's a big believe. He's much more into the uh, drinking the Kool Aid of, of El, El Nino, La Nina than I do. I you know, I, of course, I, I, it's, it's important. I mean, it's the most important you know weather pattern across that global. Like, when you take it into global, I think when you move out of the tropics, it gets less and less important but certainly globally it is the most important dominant weather feature pattern or teleconnections in term we use right so i mean la nina i do think um favors less snow in the mid-atlantic so i don't (laughs) we got nothing but snow lovers to hold back on the tomatoes and the eggs but um yeah there seems to be a pretty good relationship between you know la Nina uh less snow in the mid-atlantic el nino favors more snow i think it's sh- that that relationship stronger like towards dc uh they've also been kind of a bit of a snow drought so i mean La Nina looks kind of weak maybe it'll just fade out before the winter maybe that's good news if you're a snow lover in the mid-atlantic area yeah as far as the polar vortex you know there is a there's studies looking at the you know, well, does La Nina or El Nino favor more disruption of the polar vortex with the thinking being that um, more disruption of the polar vortex tends to lead to an increase in winter weather, severe winter weather. Um, You know, at first, the studies were coming out saying El Nino favors a more disrupted polar vortex. Then it got very confusing, and I don't know what the latest is, maybe that, you know, maybe. Both can, you know, lead to disruption of the polar vortex. I, I certainly have plenty of, you know, I mean, last year I had a pretty spectacular disruption of the polar vortex and it was like yes. yeah. Right. Um, so and with
0: that, oh, sorry, Judy, go. No, yeah, no. I mean,
1: I, I, I don't put too much weight on. I mean, I think what happens in the Arctic is more important. If you get the right conditions, El Nino, La Nina, the polar borders is going to get disrupted, but. I, I think, dude, but, but we're you know, trying to take the consensus of the, of the community. La Nina favors a stronger polar vortex, which, which would tend to mean milder weather um, in the eastern U.S.
0: Judah, th- thanks so much for the uh, for the time. We appreciate it. JudahCohen.org is his website. You can also look up uh, his blogs that he posts to his Twitter account, which is, I believe it's Judah. Was it? Judah47. At Judah47.
1: Judah Judah Judah, 40. yeah, there you
0: go. At Judah47. Give him a follow. I follow your stuff all the time. So it's great to have you on, Judah. Thanks so much for the time. I
1: always love talking to you, Joe.
0: Welcome back to the Something in the Air podcast special winter forecast edition. Thank you again to Judah for the time. And now we have a guest who has been on the show before. He is working in New Jersey. He is Jim Sullivan, the chief meteorologist, for Weatherworks, where I used to work for four years. We never crossed paths. I think we just missed each other. A but, uh, by a few months. By a few months. But uh it's good to see you, Jim. Good to talk to you as always. And you know, how you feeling? Uh it's
2: October 1st when we recording this. How you feeling work-wise? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Certainly uh great to be back. And no, we're we're kind of, you know, we're kind of in that re- relative lull between that very active summer we've had and winter, which is you know coming up in a month or two here. So
0: We're in a nice kind
2: of quiet spell here. Yeah, yeah. And I know know, just from
0: personal experience, like you said, WeatherWorks, this is the end of your um, summer forecasting for your clients, and you're getting into the winter forecast in November. So I know this is, like you said, definitely a lull. Um, I don't know if you remember last year, but I gave you two fill-in-the-blank questions, and I'm going to ask you the same here for this year. So fill-in-the-blank, last winter was blank in South Jersey. Irritating if that's you're a, a snow that, lover, that's a very good one. That's a very good one. Um, last year's winter forecast was blank for the mid Atlantic,
2: it was, it worked out okay. I, th- I thought, you know, we kind of went for you know kind of a mild but somewhat up and down winter, uh, snowfall maybe a little below normal, some mixed events, and that's that's roughly what happened, especially farther south. Um, yeah. up here we got plenty of snow, but unfortunately, there was a really sharp gradient heading south across new jersey irritatingly sharp irritating <laughs> that's
0: sharp. the word yes yes we uh you know i think you can't talk about last winter without talking about that one event from january 31st to february Oof. 3rd. It was a really lo- yeah it was a doozy um so yeah i mean i'm here you know in atlanta county and i'm seeing all my friends and you know <laughs> y- you included posting about oh my god i got 12 inches of snow now i have 24 inches yeah. of snow uh, some of your coworkers, workers uh, I think, got 30 inches of snow. We, we got roughly 30 inches here in Hackettstown. And for us here at Southeastern New Jersey, I'm looking at the rain beating on my window on West Washington Avenue. And then I drive seven miles to my east to Atlantic City and we had coastal flooding for mm. multiple high tide cycles. And it wasn't just your minor nuisance flooding. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was moderate stage when you get to moderate states, that's when you start to get like real issues with damage to property. I was out, um, in Atlantic city one of those days and it was just, it was cold, it was windy and it was wet. And I had these Ugh. boots that went up to my knees and I couldn't even walk all the way in because it, it was just that much water. Um, but you know, besides that big event, Jim, um, you know, I, here at Atlantic city or national airport, we ended up below average, but, um. So, Jim, you know, when it comes to winter forecasts, right, you know, even some people at work, they'll say, you know, do you, you know, do you, do I do my own winter forecast and I have no problem saying I don't because there is a lot that goes into it. And I, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's not just you who are looking at this for weeks at a time, but you, there's multiple people who are looking into this.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a few of us who who look into it and help put the outlooks together. So, and it is a you know months long process. We you know start evaluating things in, in like July um, and start sending our initial kind of thoughts to clients in August, and you know we continuously update them in September and October. So yeah, very long process, and you know, we're looking at everything from water temperatures across the the world to patterns in the atmosphere to you know, and as we get into fall, you know, we can start monitoring kind of, you know, fall is when winter starts showing its face a little, especially October and November. I know you had Judah on and he was talking about, you know, snow cover in Siberia. You know, that's kind of an example of it starts showing its face a little bit in fall. So we're kind of on the precipice now of when we can start honing in a little bit better. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Judah's great. And, you know, we we all love Judah, um, you know, but when it comes to you know what's happening this winter, something that he actually didn't mention too, too much, but you, know, you mentioned to me was La Nina and the development of La Nina or the continuation of La Nina as we go into the fall and winter. Right, right. And ju- just let's do some meteorology 101. Let's explain what La Nina is, what El Nino is, and then more specifically, what can you tell us about La Nina and how it's gonna relate to us this winter?
2: Yeah, so El Nino, La Nina, those are, it's kind of a water temperature phenomenon across the equatorial Pacific. So when El Nino is when those waters across the equator in the Pacific are warm, La Nina is the opposite. It's when they're chilly. Last winter was a a moderate La Nina. Um, Yeah, like you said, Joe, looks like this winter is going to be another La Nina. This one, at the moment, it's on the weak side. Um, I don't think it's going to be stronger than last winter's La Nina. Might might get close to it, though, but, you know, we're not talking about a big event. So it's a factor this winter, but since it's on the weaker side, it's, it, it might not dominate the pattern. So right. you know, other things might come into play.
0: So like, so like Judith said, are you saying, is that where that Siberian snow cover and the ice near Scandinavia, is that, are you guys in agreement on looking at that and making that a good part of your forecast?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely something that can contribute. And again, when, when El Nino or La Nina are very strong, they tend to overwhelm the pattern. But yeah, a year like this where they're a little bit weaker. Other things can have a bigger influence. Uh, so typically in a La Nina, the cold dumps into like the northwestern United States, uh, into the upper Midwest. And you know here on the East Coast, we tend to be milder. Again, not, not 100% of the time, but typically. Uh, but with a weaker event, something like that Siberian snow cover, you know, if it can lead to blocking in and, and the jet stream, it can help force that cold farther south and east. So, um, yeah, something like Siberian snow cover, you know, if we get blocking from, from that and from some other things, it, it could lead to maybe a colder, snowier outcome than last winter.
0: Gotcha. You know, something you always like to mention, and I think this is great, is something called analog years where, yeah. you know, you're kind of looking at, hey, here's what's happening up to this point, And we're talking on October 1st and Getting some other years that have been similar. And you actually gave me, uh, I think it was 13, 13 analog <laughs> years. So we got a lot to go off of um, based on those analog years. And if you don't mind, just give us a couple uh, yeah. specific years. What, what, what were those years like? What were those winners like?
2: Yeah, so they were very, you know, very boomer bust down there in, in, in the Atlantic City area. Um, and, and the big determining factor in, in terms of what boomed and what didn't was if there was that blocking. So I'll go through some recent ones that people may remember. Yes, last year is an analog because you know, <laughs> we're kind of looking at another La Nina, kind of similar to last year. Um, last year was more of a bust down there, but it was a boom just to the north, um, which yeah. isn't uncommon. A lot of times La Ninas do favor farther north towards like upstate New York and New England for more snow. Um, so last year, a bit of a Bust 1718 is an analog, and that was a boom for you guys. Um, You you had a huge storm at the beginning of January. It was very cold around the holidays. You know 1314 is is an analog. That was a pretty cold and snowy winter. But then another analog is 1112, which was the complete opposite. Uh, So you know a lot. You know I I I think you might have crunched the numbers, but you know we kind of I kind of noticed looking at these for Atlantic City. You know, they either had very little snow and were very mild, or they had a fair amount of snow. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, you know, t- obviously we talked about last winter, seventeen eighteen. That was my first year here, and I remember we got that snowstorm. Uh, I believe in December, maybe it was very. I think it was very early January. Yeah. Can't remember the other. Um, but we had twelve to eighteen inches along the coast, and you don't see that often. You know, you really need a nor'easter that is far enough east where around that counterclockwise spinning low you get north winds for us and it keeps it cold and that's exactly what happened i was like this is great i said this is exactly what i was looking for um and then 11 12 real quick it was known as the march torch and march put together because that march specifically and i was at Rutgers then but i mean it was beautiful i mean 70s couple of 80s during the day and it was a very long streak of that i mean in March. It wasn't just a couple of days. It was a lot of days like that. And we were playing football after one of our meteorology classes out in the field over at uh, Skelly Field over on Cook Campus at Rutgers. But uh, good times there. So just looking forward, given everything you're saying, you know, here's a million dollar question. What do you believe is the best idea of what's going to happen this winter?
2: Yeah. So, you know, kind of a middle ground approach for now, but, you know, so those winners, those analogs, you know, kind of said they're very boom or bust. The ones that were snowy, they had that blocking in the jet stream. That's where the jet stream kind of buckles at the higher latitudes and it sends cold air south. And, you know, it's a little bit early, but signs so far this, you know, fall do point to maybe some blocking this year. So, um, you know, I, I don't wanna say that you'll get a 1718 or 1314 repeat, but I, I I am optimistic that it's not gonna be like an 11, 12 or or like 1920 20, a uh, couple couple years ago where you guys got almost no snow. So, you know, I, I would maybe lean near normal temperatures, but with a lot of swings. Um, you know, I think there's gonna be a lot of cold air lurking to the north. So I think at times it will warm up and we'll get some mild stretches, but I think when it gets cold it can get legitimately cold. And I think it's a fairly active pattern. So, you know, I I don't think it's unreasonable to think that a couple of times you get everything to line up and get a couple of nice snow events and, you know, squeak out average snow. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um,
0: Going back to irritating, you know, sometimes when when we talk about winter weather patterns, if you're, I'm talking from the snow lovers perspective. So if you don't like snow, think the opposite here, but sometimes, (laughs) when it's cold, it's dry. And then the precipitation comes and we warm up, you know? So in other words, it's too cold to snow that that's the, that's the, uh, the general turn you might hear. There's backstory to that, but <laughs> are you saying we're probably wouldn't see something like that?
2: Yeah, I don't, not nonstop. No, um, you know, if it's an active pattern and there's blocking, I, I think that's going to be hard to have that happen. Cause what the block, cause what ha- that happens when there's no blocking you get your cold shot and then the big system comes and brings your moisture but it also brings warm air with it and if there's no blocking there's nothing to stop the warm air from flooding in but if you get that blocking pattern you know it's nice and cold you get a system that comes and it doesn't immediately turn to rain so i think a lot of this winter will hinge on blocking um okay. i do think i do think that we do get some spells of it though so there's some hope i think compared gotcha. to last year, even.
0: gotcha so potentially a roller coaster ride um this winter and again and, yeah, this is a forecast things can change of course and jim yeah. will be updating as we go on throughout the winter but you know it does look like we have our highs and lows and whether you're a snow lover or not maybe a little bit of something for everybody we'll, we'll see what happens there we can um we can, we, we can hope we can hope uh jim before we wrap up we got to do what we do with all of our uh special guests here we didn't do it with Uh-oh. judah but we, we are going to do it with you and you know, listen, I, I, you're not from New Jersey natively, but you've been here long enough where I think you could get us a north, I don't know if you have central or not, mm-hmm. or south Jersey map. So uh, we're going to put that image up. Tell me what you got. Okay.
2: Yeah, so I think I've been here long enough to give you a rough estimate. Um you know, I think north, okay. you know, per, me personally, again, this is from a very meteorological kind of point of view. <laughs> that That's of kind of what guided it. Yep. I kind of look at roughly north of 78 is North Jersey. Um, you know, that's the, that includes the New York City metro. That includes, uh, you know, the the hilly northwest New Jersey. It's the part of the state that sees the most snow as well. Um, and then kind of central Jersey roughly the 95 corridor that's the transition zone that's kind of what I look like look at central jersey as and then southern jersey I look at you know the shore uh, the pines and and you know places like camden county that's that's kind of my rough my rough breakdown that's how I lump okay. it
0: together jim you know what I, out of all we've done a couple so far i'm with you the closest on this one i think you said okay. 195 to 78 is like roughly central jersey
2: yeah yeah I'd, I'd say so something like that you know monmouth yeah. county kind of points north
0: listen i've been saying that for a while so the only thing i would change in my Uh-oh. opinion i would go from jackson i would draw a line from jackson to tom's river i would okay. make that central jersey but hey listen this is your map not mine so <laughs> that that's why we're here um jim just uh tell us where we could find um more of this kind of winter weather information more of the work that you're doing
2: yeah, um so you know on our on our weatherworks social media pages and YouTube channel we haven't done it yet but we will be in October and November we'll be doing we'll we'll have some blog posts we'll probably have a video or two um and I think we're also going to have a podcast that we're taping I believe um here the in weather the, lounge. yeah the weather lounge yeah and I believe they're going to have me on that somewhere around the middle of October so you know pretty much right around the same time as this so um yeah. So look for the podcast, and yeah, or you know, check out our social media pages. They will be sharing them as we put them together.
0: Absolutely. Weatherworksinc.com is their website as well. You can check out uh, more about their services that they offer. They're a private weather consulting business. So uh, what they do is very unique as well. And I've been there, so I can test to that. It's and they do plenty of meteorologists do a very good job over there. This is it, everybody. This was our winter forecast preview. Uh, We have an article that's on our website as well. Might even do another video on this about the winter to come too. That might come in the coming weeks, but at least you have this, you have the article, you have Judah, you have Jim, you have Joe. I didn't even think about that. Three J's All the J's, yeah. All the J's, all the J's for our our podcast here. But thank you everybody for watching. We're going to be back with you at the beginning of November. We are going to be with New Jersey state climatologist Dave Robinson, my weather dad. We're going to be talking about the month of October that was. So until then, everybody, hope you enjoy this fall weather. We'll be back with you in early November. Take care.